0: Welcome to Intentional Growth, a show that teaches you as a business owner and entrepreneur to view and run your company like a financial asset, which will allow you to enjoy work, create wealth, and make an impact. This mindset will help you focus on building a more valuable business and give you the choices to grow, acquire, reinvest, or exit and live the life you plan for, all with intention. And now here's your host, Ryan Tansom. How's it going, everybody? We are back, and I'm very pumped for today's show. My guest today's name is Matt Altman, and we're going to be diving deep in what it means to be in the business of life, in quotes. And this mindset impacts our companies, our employees, our family, and most importantly, how we show up every day, and specifically the six inches between our ears and how we manage our mindset. Quick announcement before we jump into it. So we've officially launched a bunch of free resources and we put them all in one easy to access space. So if you've been hearing me talk in the last six months about these different resources that we have got going on, we organize them all into what we are calling the Intentional Growth Starter Kit. The Starter Kit has a bunch of introduction videos on the five intentional growth principles, about the philosophy of intentional growth, and then we also have the intentional growth financial scorecard inside of the Starter Kit that gives you a score on how well you're running your company like a financial asset, along with those five videos you've been hearing me talk about, where I walk through a case study where you're able to see how it's possible to project out and forecast out the future equity valuation of your company so Truly, as you've been hearing me talk about how do you identify that target equity valuation? So there's a normalized EBITDA at a point in time that you want. I walk you through in those videos how you can back into that plan and see how to accomplish that target valuation. Also in the starter kit is the Intentional Growth Podcast Archive Library with all 356 episodes along with the mini series organized in easy ways so you can go in and digest and reconsume some of the old material and then we'll be adding tagging according to different topics like valuations, ESOP, private equity, strategic planning, et cetera. So go check out the Intentional Growth Starter Kit in the show notes below. That brings us back to our guest, Matt Altman. Matt is a Phoenix native who spent more than a decade as the director of merchandise for the NBA Phoenix Suns, the MLBs, Arizona Diamondbacks, and NHL's Arizona Coyotes, where he oversaw all the retail operations, including buying, sourcing, designing, product development, inventory, sales, and logistics for the Footprint Center and the Chase Field. That led Matt in 2006 to co-founding Sportique, which is a global lifestyle apparel brand. And they've been working with some of the most notable brands you could think of, like the NBA, Nintendo, Trek, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Warner Brothers, Dave Matthews bands. Truly... Sportique is awesome. They've outfitted more than 5 million people. And I'm literally wearing one of Matt's black t-shirts right now. I'm a black t-shirt fanatic. That's literally my outfit, black t-shirts, black long sleeve t-shirts and a black collared shirt. If I'm forced to go speak in front of people and truly this is no paid promotion. This is the most comfortable black t-shirt I've ever worn. And I literally put it on last week and I was like, oh my God, I finally found it. So thank you, Matt, for the, the gift. Um, so here's also what Matt's noted for is and known for is he has a lifelong passion for helping people. And you're going to truly see that in the conversation today. He wants to help people support their dreams, be the best versions of, of themselves. And he's using Sportique, his company to do that. He also serves on the board of the Prem Rot Foundation, which addresses the fundamental human needs of food, water and peace. He's a member of the EO organization and serves on their board. And the reason I gave everybody the little bit longer bio, we don't dive into business in the mechanical sense like you have heard me do on a lot of other podcasts. Today, we're really talking about what does it mean to be in the business of life and what does it mean to run our life as well as we run our business? And Matt has an equation that he talks about for building a happy life. Matt and I, when we were introduced by Katina Kohler, which is the learning visage chair down in Arizona, God bless you, Katina. Matt and I didn't talk about business once. And what I thought was so fascinating, which is why I couldn't wait to have Matt on the show to capture this conversation is that we as leaders have to show up in our view on the future, our goals and our approach to handling those goals and our decisions of allocating resources, meaning time, money and energy throughout our team. We are the linchpin that changes the trajectory of energy from how we're handling our culture, how we're handling good and bad decisions, you know, whether we have abundance or scarcity, all of that stuff ripples throughout us. And then it goes throughout our company, our vendors, our suppliers, our clients, everything. So it is important as hell that we get our shit together between the six inches between our brains or between our ears, which is our brain. And Matt and I started talking about as a kid, why do we do what we do? And then how do we take our past and what the life that we want to design, which our past influences our life, I believe, that we can then use our business to make the impact, create the wealth and have a lot of fun. And Matt and I just really, I was so appreciative for him to spend the time to think through on the show with me, how he thinks about what it means to have profit as it relates to the family life and profit through our relationships and the things that we're building that are not on a spreadsheet necessarily. And he has an actual equation, like I mentioned, of what means to be happy. I mean, literally, it's such a wonderful conversation. And I think it's really important right now because Things are always tough running businesses. We've got supply chain issues and all the mechanical issues I've talked about from interest rate to employee issues. You know, we talk about all the uh, mechanical stuff on the economic podcast. This is one about, I truly think is the, one of the most important because if we have a good, healthy mindset, we can control our thoughts. Actually, I should rephrase how I said that. Matt calls bullshit that you can't control your thoughts. He calls bullshit on me. And I agreed with him after he explained to me why. I think that this is, A podcast that will leave you with tools and resources of how do you get back to your baseline to feel good and to handle the positive or negative things that are in front of you whether they're emotions or decisions and i'll leave you with this that at the end matt talks about why the buffalo is his logo and I couldn't have loved it more, and it sums up this entire conversation. So without further ado, here's my podcast with Matt Altman from Sportique. This episode is brought to you by Arcona's Fractional CFO Services. Arcona's Fractional CFOs integrate into your management team and assume the responsibility of the CFO. They become your strategic financial partner to help you run the business, create your value growth plan, and build the financial roadmap to the valuation you want to achieve.
1: Matt, how are you? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thanks for uh having me um be part of your uh podcast today.
0: I'm so excited i uh as I was prepping for this conversation, I was like, I don't know if there's any way to have more fun than my last call with you <laughs> i like i we got off that call. I'm like we didn't even talk about our businesses like in the like very slightest. We got it so far, so fast into. Just what is this? What's life all about? And I just had a blast, man. And I'm excited because, you know, one of the uh, phrases that you had said as we were chatting is the business of life. And so I don't know if we want to start there, just jump right in the deep end, but I obviously want to get people to know a little bit about your background and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you can either start there or just maybe pick off right, right off of the phrase in the statement that you were t- telling me right before we hit record.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, um, what, We when you say the business of life, right? So life first of all in and of itself is our ability to exist. That you know, the fact that we're living, breathing, you know, alive, right? That's that's life, right? Then the things that we do with life, that's a whole nother, you know, you know, story, right? And so to me, that that business of life is now, OK, what are we doing with the time that we have here whilst we're on this on this planet? And I think what I was sharing with you is that, um, you know, uh, there's so many institutions, there's so many universities that um, are geared to help a person and help businesses grow and flourish, you know, and mm-hmm. so. The whole aim of that is that whole economic engine um, around that around that right generate revenue, generate profit, recycle that that whole thing. And so, how can we take all the the amazing tools that are there to grow a business and turn that to our own life? And how can we operate our own life very similar to how a business you know operates? And that mm-hmm. might sound in some cases maybe a bit cold but when as we can dive deeper into it there's just so many amazing tools to help businesses grow that if you apply that to your life your life can grow just as well if not better
0: so. yeah and i would say it's the opposite of cold like that was the last yeah. adjective i would use about our our conversation that like literally felt like we've been deep souls uh, that have known each other forever and yet it was our first conversation and we are going to unpack this and and before we do matt why don't you just give everybody just like a a cliff note version of like your background how'd you get to what what are you what are you doing today because we'll we'll, we'll obviously go back and unpack your thought process and how you built your thought process and your perspective today but you know what do you what are you up to these days
1: yeah so um presently i'm the co-founder and ceo of an apparel company called sportique uh, it's a lifestyle apparel company uh, that really focuses on curating um, apparel collections the destination uh, channel and also direct to consumer. Um, started the company in two thousand in two thousand and six. Uh, prior to that, was director of merchandise for the Phoenix Suns and Arizona Diamondbacks. So, um, cut my teeth in professional sports. Had a pretty much a dream job. Thought that was what I was going to do, but but really felt the tug to you know really embrace my entrepreneurial spirit and really see okay the things that I've done for others can I do for myself and others as as well and so that's been a constant journey now for the last 17 years of of doing that
0: and so as we embark upon this topic um Matt is So many times, like when I meet people, I mean, well, let me rephrase this. Business owners and leaders have a disproportionate amount of ripple effect into things that they're doing because of the leverage of their team, their, you know, ecosystem, their stakeholders. You and I dove a lot into, and we will cover some of this ground of like the mindset, leadership, all these different things. Where did you come up with your view on what it means to integrate business and life and essentially live the life that you're living right now and how diligent you are in trying to live it? I know that's a loaded question, but I'm just trying to figure out, well, does, does it make I, sense?
1: Yeah, it, it does make sense. I think it just starts with your own humanity, first and foremost. What am I trying to do as a human being on the face of this earth? What is it that I'm striving for? And what is it that I'm, I'm wanting, right? And when you really unpack and peel back the, the layers of that, what I want, what you want, whatever, what every human being want, it's the same thing. We want to mm. be happy. We want to um, experience amazing things uh, whilst we're on this planet. We want to engage, you know, in a in an impactful way with our family and friends and community. Just have like amazing, you know, experiences. And so... Um. When I wasn't having that, you know i it really was an alarm bell for me like hey, something is wrong and when I say you know I wasn't having that i was I was dealing with anxiety and you know bouts of depression and just challenges around you know enjoying you know life right and I feel like you know that's the that is really the the goal and if that's what I'm striving for, and I think every human is striving for on some fundamental level as you build a business and you bring people in, if can you answer that fundamental need that they're having too. And if we can do that within our culture, we can build and grow something, you know, very fun and impactful, not only for the consumer, but also for ourselves. Mm -hmm. What
0: what happened where you felt that, or that alarm bell was going off? Like what specifically, Did you feel stuck in that wasn't jiving? That felt that you were in a mismatch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had a pit in my stomach. You know, um, there was a paralyzing. There was kind of paralyzing. You know, in terms of movement and and accomplishing things. And these were all happening whilst I was in college. So this was my college experience, so to speak. And I think the 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 big kind of aha epiphany for me was uh, where I was. Really striving to do well in school um, wanting to get a good education wanting to get a job wanting to do all the things that I'm being pushed you know to do whether that was from family or society and friends I was really struggling internally because even on the outside I was accomplishing some of these some of these things but inside I just did not feel good and there was this kind of uh, you know, I guess you would call it a, you know, an epiphany where there was this moment where I was able to see me having everything that I was striving for, a job, a family, house, um, car, um, money, like all the idyllic things that, that you strive for that, that define quote unquote success in, in, in that experience. The external environment. And I had seen myself with all of this stuff, but I still was feeling the way I was feeling, which was a pit in my stomach, having anxiety, you know, not confident in things of that nature. And so to me, this epiphany was, okay, if I had all these things, all the things that this, this, you know, dream you're supposed to strive for, but I still felt like this, like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And so that was really, you know, a pivotal moment in my life because everything shifted from um, wanting all those things to first solving the internal peace. Right. And so what I said to myself was if I had inner peace, then I can do anything that would be the tops. Mm-hmm. So that's really where my focus went um, to solve that. And it, to still today it is is what i continue to look to solve because even though today i have it tomorrow's another another day mm-hmm. it's a new day mm-hmm. and who knows what could happen we're so fragile as human beings that we can get knocked off you know in any in any second with something that happens you know in our life so really having that foundation of inner peace and then everything else you know can, can happen and so that that means I can still strive for all the goals that I was wanting, um, but I have, but I'm anchored in that, in that you know
0: what really matters. Like what a concept, <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Oh, and I, the, I, well, well
0: articulated, Matt, and I appreciate for that because that's a a wonderful container for the the conversation because <laughs> that's that's about how we started. And I was like, oh my god, me too. When I was a kid, I was like, <laughs> I, was, like I was like surrounded by chaos. And I was just like, what the hell is all the point of all this? And it, nothing was making any sense. So when you explained your perspective and all was like, it's the new goal. Like, why, like, what are we striving for? And I, I don't know if we talked about this last time, Matt, but on uh, Naval, um, I can never pronounce his last name, but he's got this quote of no amount of money that Bezos or Elon or anybody has will buy you a healthy mind, a healthy relationship, or a, what is it? A healthy mind or peaceful mind, healthy body and good relationships. No matter amount. And then I was explaining to you kind of what I've, my, uh, insights from interviewing so many people that have accomplished the worldly success and they're miserable, their purpose, their passion, all these things that they didn't really know. They were just kind of solving for the surfacey stuff. So that it like that feeling because that's how it manifested in me too is like this feeling that won't go away. So like, how did you start exploring what to do with that? Cause I, I, in, I think a lot of people will just do what the default is, right? We've got these pathways in our brain that it's like, hey, revenue, gross profit, employee count, yeah. shipping products. But then yeah. all of a sudden, the goal is different, and there's no rule book. How do you? How do you? How did you solve? How did you start to solve like getting rid of this pit?
1: Well, it's a it's a great question. There's a lot to unpack there. Let's put <laughs> nah, a pin in. On. <laughs> the, let's, let's put a let's put a pin in the revenue profit things. So I want to I want to yeah. circle back to that as a, as an analogy, but where I started was that now became the focus. Solving, you know, getting to, to, to this, pla this inner peace, this, this feeling of freedom, this true feeling of being happy and content in, you know, in my, in my life. And so um, I needed help. And there, there's a great book and I didn't have this book at the time, but it was, is exactly what I employed, employed was uh, if you have to, uh, the book is called Who, Not How. And it's basically if you Love are this. trying to have to figure out how to do something, you've lost. So who can help? So I started looking for who can help. So there was counselors, there was therapists, there were books, lots of books, a lot of books that I just dived in and, and read. I did a lot of writing, did a lot of just internal searching um a lot of questioning um and then just using myself as the, the the test and the barometer right starting to hone in on my intuition and you know starting to hone in on different aspects of my self that i was ignoring you know and so examples. uh intuition is a great one right just not following my gut just you know uh, letting your mind or someone else, you know, dictate a, a decision or choice, even though you felt to do something, go in a different direction. So really feeling that and then responding to that versus ignoring it or um, uh, yeah, just letting, cause your mind can rationalize anything. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Just about, any, yeah, just any, anything it can, so, so it can easily rationalize what you felt and change it to the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, that was a big one. So just really when I f- felt that to really follow that and, and then see what happened. And so it was, you know, so that was, Did a, you ever that a in
0: process, that process, sorry to interrupt Matt, did, did, in that process, did you ever find where your mind wanted you to have thought that you've solved the problem, but then your gut was like, Nope, dude, <laughs> you're not there well, yet.
1: Yeah. So the mind is always going to do that. It's always going, and that's, you know, part of the, you know, your ego and, and, and whatnot. And so that's why when we get into this revenue profit thing, like ultimately the, the, the true richness of, of us as humans is actually in a feeling. It's not in a thought it's not in any material thing. And that's why like, we think when we have a million dollars in the bank, we're going to be happy. Well, we actually might be more miserable. And I know plenty of entrepreneurs who got the exit, looked at the bank account, and they actually went the opposite direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, because they hadn't solved the, the, internal, the internal piece, right? And that to me is the ultimate of what we're trying to accomplish as humans on the face of this. This earth,
0: Let's right? unpack. What does that mean to you? Internal peace? What is it? What, what is a feeling? What is that? How does it manifest in your, your body mind day?
1: Well, I think it's, it's just really that feeling content and then, okay, what is, so let's, let's think about when you're really, really hungry and starving uh, or, Take the same example with, you know, thirsty. Um, as soon as you get that glass of water or you get that food in your system, all of a sudden there's just like, oh. there's a, there's kind of just like, oh, thank you. Like you finally, you know, you know, was able to quench your thirst or whatnot. I feel like that's the same, you know, you know, inter- internally where you just feel light. You feel okay. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's just a clarity in that understanding around yourself and your, your life and your, your purpose around that.
0: What, what, um, super helpful, uh, resonate with that. I've got my thoughts on how I get to that spot. Cause I want to live in that spot as much as possible. Cause I think this is where you and I rallied a lot on our first conversation, like, same thing with me. Like I couldn't solve for all the material stuff. Cause it just didn't mean as much to me. I'm like, I have to be happy in myself in this body because I was watching all the chaos. I'm like, I got to do this because th- this is the most important part. But so I've got my, my thoughts as far as like how I did that and whether it's right or wrong, or I'm just kind of trying things on, but for you, what is, uh, what were the thing, like, what, in using your uh, water example. So you drink the water, you clench your thirst. So what equal, what are the inputs to equal that peace, that contentness that you're talking about? Like what yeah, you, I mean, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it, I think for me, it, it it's about putting attention um, towards my uh, inner self, right? My my heart, you know, versus my my mind, right? So then you need you need tools to just kind of really help. You need to um, really take the focus of what we put out into the outside world. And really pretty much our mind is, you know, our brain, we're constantly, it's constantly being used. It's constantly in motion and it's constantly looking to solve problems, right? But the feeling inside us just wants to be content. It just wants to be happy. It just wants (laughs) to feel just, it just shut wants off. to feel good yeah right so <laughs> so really um, just understanding that balance with ourselves and I think that's that's the biggest challenge I think for for humans is be, is to really be able to connect with that feeling inside of us listen to that to that because it's talking to us all the time but it's quiet it's just just it's just a quiet you know pulsing push right where our mind, it's, it's loud, it's proud. It's, you know, it's telling us to go here. It's telling us to go there, not to do that. And so, and as soon, and as soon as you give attention to um, that feeling inside you, it bucks, <laughs> Yeah, it does. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. why meditating is so hard because it soon as just, just the, just the fact to sit down is a hard, hard enough uh time because it's gonna buck and tell you well you got this on your to-do list you got to go run this errand. you got to call this person you got to look at that instagram you know post and all that kind of stuff right
0: mm-hmm and so let's let's pull that thread of meditation so because i would say that you have a strong sense of self-awareness and I don't know. I'm guessing here. It just didn't happen overnight. So like, what was the, uh, role that meditation played? I want to get into how this manifests into the business too. Cause like this is again, like how I started the ripple effect that you as a leader or we as leaders have is huge, (laughs) but focusing on getting our shit together in our, in between the six inches between our ears is so important, but like where, and how did the meditation role play, a? uh, uh, or play a role into your uh, self awareness, and how would you describe self awareness and uh, this constant recalibration that you're talking about?
1: Well, so going back to the work I started doing, you know, to uh, that was probably a good seven, eight year process of of discovery uh, or searching. You know, I, I dived into yoga, I dived into martial arts, and, and again, write a lot on uh, psychology, philosophy. Um, but, um, I hadn't really, really mastered this art of quote unquote, you know, meditation and, and found a teacher that, that really ultimately, um, you know, taught me the, the techniques of what's called self-knowledge to really connect with yourself, with, with yourself and, and within. And that to me has been the, the ultimate game changer because I have. A means to be able to you know access that you know part of myself and the thing about it is it takes practice it takes a focus Mm -hmm. it takes a, a commitment um to to do that every you know to do that every day and some days are super easy and blissful and some days are really hard and 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 challenging and that's just the nature of of us you know being alive, it's right? Part, it's part of the and process, no, right? <laughs> and that's the thing. There's, it's no different in business, right? There's in business, we have to solve problems. We're looking to grow. We're looking to create things. We're looking to deliver value to, um, to people. Um, and so again, the same approach in business. How are we, can we do that for ourselves? How can we, how are we delivering value to us as as a, as a human being on this planet? And again, Look at certain business practices to be able to to help us, whether that's in values, customer service, um, uh, strategy, right? Just mission and a strategy. Do we have a strategy for our own life? That just in and of itself could be a game changer in how we look to grow and experience our time on this. On this. How, would,
0: how would you unpack that? Like what? Like what? would be your definition of the strategy of how to manage someone's life then? Like, like what, what, would be the factors that are part of it?
1: Well, so let's, let's, let's now go back to the revenue profit, you know, thing. So what's the, what's the objective in a, in a business, right? So uh, whether it's a, you're selling a good or service it's to generate revenue. So the, the goal of that company is to generate revenue um, and to, you know, have a profit. You know, and so, for a healthy company to grow and have long sustainable growth, it needs to have consistent year over year revenue, even consistent year over year growth and profits, right? And you obviously you, before we got on, you were telling me stories of of people that you know, like who who have gone you know bankrupt. so companies that that you know don't have a profit, you know they'll they'll be you know bankrupt and so when you look at our life, what's the revenue, right? And that revenue to me is like, um, making money, having a job, learning a skill. It could be playing a sport. It could be, um, doing art, music, um, acquiring things, you know, whether it's a house and cars, like that's all revenue for a human, for a human being. Right. And so, um, Everything that we acquire, that's constant, you know, revenue. And I think that's where the focus is always, always is. Would you is, put it okay, as like
0: material things or vocation or like it kind could of. Account- be any of the, any okay. of those things. It okay. could,
1: it could be getting a degree. Um, you just to, like the
0: things that we're out doing that. Yes. That we're, we're kind of just in the, the default mode of, of.
1: The things that we're, that we're doing. Right. So now let's get into the, the profit, the profit. This is my opinion, right? So <laughs> you can validate this right now on the spot. But to me, the profit is then what is the experience that we're having? Are mm-hmm. we happy? Are we experiencing gratitude? Um, and, and if we're not, if we're experiencing fear, if we're experiencing sorrow, if we're experiencing pain. And what I mean by that is like, look, there's there's dips in businesses, right? There's highs and lows that happen. There could be a month where a company doesn't make money, right? But over a course of a year, over course, it has to be, you know, profitable, right? So when you look at yourself over a period of time, like, what is that profit? And Mm -hmm. if that's consistently, you know, in the negative in terms of those experiences, like, because again, you can make, millions and millions of dollars but then be super depressed and not happy well then Mm -hmm. you're running a deficit business when it comes to your life i feel like that. that is that is the biggest challenge and you know and i watched um firsthand um you know my father do this and i had a front row seat of someone who was super successful as a dentist as uh you know building a dental practice having a family having, you know, a home, multiple homes, um, you know, cars, being able to travel and do things, but was not happy. And, and, uh, there was a cost to that. And, you know, and so
0: I do think, you think that's, that's
1: where your pit
0: came from watching that.
1: Well, it came from, it started from childhood. It really started from childhood and some trauma and, you know, you know, living in a, in a, family, uh, where he was, you know, uh, grew up in a family with an alcoholic in an alcoholic home. So there's a lot there that drove to where that pit, Mm -hmm. you know, came from. I will also tell you in that moment of clarity I had, I also remember experiencing like bliss and like freedom. And I, and I know this might sound crazy, but I remember feeling that when at a very very young age one two three years old and i'm like okay so i i had actually a frame of reference that mm. this is possible that this isn't my lot in life to feel this way the rest of my life and just put a bandaid on it with you know some sort whether it's you know medicine or alcohol or something of that
0: more you know, cars nature. boats revenue right whatever yeah, the hell exactly. it is yeah let's yeah.
1: let's oh if i can get more <laughs> revenue then i'll then i'll this will go away
0: yeah you know yeah, yeah. if
1: i just they, travel to this this uh exotic place It'll go away. Post it on
0: Instagram and show everybody. Then and what, be and what, <laughs> what
1: happens is we get the we get these these short term dopamine effects of mm-hmm. of experiencing something amazing in that moment, um, but it's not sustainable.
0: Yeah, Matt, I appreciate that share, man. Because like when you and I were uh, talking on our last call, like you know for the listeners in here cuz i i've uh had some long wonderful conversations with my father over the last handful of years and he's in a really good spot however like when when i would you know Matt when you and i were sharing it's i watched him buy as much shit as he possibly could boats cars cabins condos and i'm like he's still miserable <laughs> So like that doesn't work. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the interview with Matt. I love the conversation. I really enjoyed having this conversation with Matt. And I think about what's helped me over the years, literally lean into this meditation, thinking about life, really trying to design the life that I want to live on a day-to-by-day basis. Obviously, we need the income and we need the equity growth of the wealth that we need, and we eventually need to make an impact. But I think what has really helped me is once I understood how the mechanics of business worked, it allowed me to pay more attention to the things that Matt and I are talking about. So I'm not suggesting that like the way to get the best life that Matt is talking about is to learn mechanical stuff, but it just helped me. So like the intentional growth Academy was designed to hopefully eliminate the anxiety of all the mechanical things that truly are like, it's black and white sometimes on how, I mean, (laughs) the numbers are black and white and strategies sometimes a little bit more gray, but like there are mechanical things in business that we can always be doing but we have to get our mindset and our goals and our vision of the life that we want clear i just got done speaking in front of uh 10 vistage groups over the last two weeks and one of the biggest takeaways off of almost all of them was i need to figure out what what i need as a leader and as an owner so that way i can translate that to the rest of the company that is so important for all of your employees vendors suppliers clients to wake up and they know why you're in business and what you're all for. And it's obviously to make money, but what else? Why are we all here? We spend so much time at work and we have to integrate our family and our mindset and everything. So I would leave you with, uh, go check out the Intentional Growth Academy if you want to jump right in. If not, and you want to dive a little bit more into this without committing to anything, go check out the Intentional Growth Starter Kit, where you can dive into the five Intentional Growth Principles, get your scorecard, and then dive into the rest of the podcast archive library. So, I appreciate you tuning in and I really hope you enjoy the rest of the interview with Matt. To your point, I remember Matt, I remember being 19 driving in rush hour at 7:15 on the way to Minneapolis in a suit I hated to sell copiers that I thought were stupid. And I was like, this is it. Like <laughs> this is this is what it's all for. So to your point, it's like this it, like being able to then Acknowledge that that it doesn't have to be that way. To your point, you had the frame of reference because, like, what, as you were going through this journey, then where you are constantly like anchoring down and going, I'm trying to get back to that in a sustainable way. Where it's that it like so. How were you thinking about that feeling? Like what? Like when you were trying things on, like meditation, and you said seven eight year journey. Like how were you kind of shifting into like oh, I'm I'm now able to experience this in a in a engineered way is that maybe too mechanical way of putting it but like
1: well i mean the the big thing for me was like you know i was telling you the challenges you know that pit you know like in college i just had a struggle just constant concentrating and accomplishing things so to me coming out of that and and landing a really fun job in professional sports like that was awesome for me because i got to i really got to dive into a job in a in a in an environment that I really liked, and and so that also really helped with my day to day, right? So I was enjoying what I was doing as a as a job. I was enjoying the the everything that you know came with that with that with that job, and I loved what I was learning. Um, and whilst I was also then learning about myself, mm-hmm. right? Because because that's the thing, like we don't stop, like it's not like we can really stop, you know, especially when coming out of college, like you really do. That's like a big part of evolving in terms of your career and things of that nature. And you need experience. You need to start building a better network and things of that nature. So, so, so you're talking that about was pro- never lost on me to continue to do that too.
0: Got it. So, so as you're getting the profit of life, which is the experience, which by the way, uh, A friend of mine, Ali Nasir, he's got this book called The Business Owner's Dilemma, and he talks about ROE, return on experience. So he's actually got an interesting phrase that he's, I don't know if it's as deep into this vein that we're talking about, but interesting way of articulating it, which is the experience. So you're having a lot of fun with this new job. You're interested. It's not college. How were you judging the fact that your return on the profits of life were not where they should be or not on track to where you wanted them to be?
1: Well, that's a good, it's a good question. Um, you know, I, I didn't have this evolved thought back then that I do now around this to me, it was, it was still a lot of figuring things out, figuring out, you know, who I am, my, my place and, and, and really what I'm, you know, wanting to you know solve. And again, i was, I think what happened to me is like, and I think this is very, very uh normal. I don't know how best to articulate this, other than I think the process of learning and growth is continual and never stops. I think it's very in it's very ingrained to us as humans. Mm-hmm. It's a natural process for us to want to get better and so um and I think once we we accomplish and achieve something there's always another level and it's kind of like, you know, the video game, right? You play the game, you get to the next level, you now see a new screen, you get mm-hmm. new challenges, you face with all the right. And that's, I feel life mirrors very much, you know, what you ex- can experience in a video game in terms of these levels. And so I kept going through different, different levels. And then there was points where I'm like, Nope, I haven't figured it out yet. I really hadn't figured it, figured it out. And, um, I was in a great spot, but I knew there was still something missing that I was still hadn't got to the depths of what I was, you know, searching for. And that's again when you need you need help. We need we need a a teacher, we need um books, or we need something to 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 help, you know, um guide us to find what we're you know looking for. No different than you were going to school to learn. You know accounting or learn engineering or learn architecture um i feel like there's we need that for ourselves too when it just comes to understanding how to access you know us
0: so that is a great part i want to pull on is when i think about matt over the last about decade as i have interacted with so many owners and leaders because again there's like this leverage point because it you know your team is big. There's Matt. You've got suppliers, manufacturers. You've got business owner peers. You've got your employees. There's a lot of people that you're interacting with, where your decisions ripple into those different eco into the ecosystem. There's not really a rule book for like, hey, by the way, as an entrepreneur, here's how to judge the goal and what you're marching towards. So what we all do is like revenue, and then we just kind of blindly go forward, unless people put a lot of hard effort against what you were talking about and i think about how ridiculous yeah, go for it yeah, yeah, go well for it. it's
1: very interesting that you say that because when you when it that it's that's actually so like when you start a business and you and you're starting from the ground up like we did with sportique like that is the goal you need to get revenue you need to get sales <laughs> you
0: need to pay your bills man you <laughs> need to get
1: sales you need to okay you had this idea of How to solve a problem in the marketplace. Um, and which, which we, we felt we had a a solution around apparel in the destination retail space. Now we need to validate it and we need to get customers. We need to get them quick. Right. So that is the focus. That is completely, you know, the focus. Then it's like, okay, as you start building, you start, you know, obviously, do we have our margins right? Um, how are we managing our expenses? And can we get to the next year? (laughs) And can (laughs) we get to the, you know? (laughs) And so, you know, so when we look at our ourselves, you know, in our our own life, like, especially like when we want to learn something, uh, we want to learn something new, whether it's, you know, uh, a sport, like, let's just take pickleball. Everyone's looking to learn pickleball, right? You've got to put in time, you got to put in practice, you know, you got to, you know, but then as you learn more how to play, then you get into the strategy, you get into different techniques on uh, spin, where to place the ball, you know, things of that nature. And I think that that rings true to, you know, in, in our own life, right? I, I, w- I had accomplished a lot of things, but I still hadn't got to the next phases of where I wanted to grow. And Ryan, I will tell you, I feel like i am got so much to learn. Still, I got a lot to learn and a lot to experience uh, still. So by no means do I feel like I have figured this out. I feel like I have a means to navigate my life in a very impactful way and have an experience that um, that I'm wanting to have. And that experience is, you know, happiness and joy and gratitude. Um, but I want more of that. And I want to continue to build more of that and I want that I want to surround myself and help people um do that too to whatever degree that means you know mm-hmm. for them right because I think ultimately I think the the core of what we need to be doing at sportique is continually getting better as people and if we are continuing to get better as people and our culture and and and, and uh, adopting to our values, everything else will, will, will fall into you know, a place in a, in a very you know impactful way.
0: So love it, absolutely love it. And I think about, Matt, how you just described your goal, right? Like you just described what good looks like. It's a combination of all those things versus if I were to ask Sally or John, other business owner, what their goal is. And they say just revenue. And they're in kind of in default mode network. You know what I mean? of just like the repeat of the normal business operations where I would say kind of just to paint two pictures, because what I want to get is your thoughts of how the business serves you to accomplish what you just described versus in the other Sally or John example that are, you know, going by kind of the the basic metrics. And I, I to your point too, I'm not trying to minimize the importance of revenue, gross profit. I mean, I talk about sustainable cash flow and equity valuation. So I know that has to be worth something, but but, go ahead.
1: Yeah. But that's the thing It's like, okay, we, when we started the business, we were so focused on sales and then you get to a point like, okay, are we profitable? Because if we can't be profitable, then we actually can't keep, we actually Mm -hmm. can't keep going. So I've experienced, okay, we just made a ton of revenue. (laughs) We did really, really good. But we didn't make any money. <laughs> Been there,
0: my friend. Uh, so ge- so ge- then ge- it's like, oh, okay.
1: So and, and so. I feel like, you know, unless you're unless you're a unicorn, you know, and in, in a you you just, you know, you're take selling off one and, hell
0: of a dream, man. I think, every, I think every
1: business experiences that on some some level, your challenges, you know, with, with profit, because you start spending in the name of generating more revenue, and and until you kind of get a pause to see what what did, what's the net result, then it's like okay, this that's not going to be sustainable. So now, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Right, we we mm-hmm. have a a good business; it's been validated, but now we need to really be able to manage it a lot better from a margin standpoint and then an ex- overhead expense you know standpoint to yep. be able to be profitable
0: so I, I love it and as i'm thinking about these two examples is like maybe that maybe that's not the right um, lift-off point I, i'm what i'm trying to unpack matt is like you're one individual and here here's like the great equalizer is you and me both have 168 hours a week that's it man like we have 168 hours a week what are you going to do with it what am i going to do with it and then to your point and this is what the is unique about business owners who also work in the job in the in their company is you have 168 hours so the business needs revenue profit and cash flow and your life needs revenue profit and your experiences that you're talking about so you have one person that's balancing the business and your life but 168 hours a week right so I think that's where things get out of whack for a lot of people where the goal or the goals become kind of fuzzy. So they're kind of bouncing back and forth and their time is getting burnt up and they're experience- so there's this ripple effect that when they're then leading their company, they're not showing up the right way. They're not you know what I mean? They get just you and I both have you probably both well, experienced.
1: I think the problem the problem is is we as humans, we I th- I think we tend to solve our our Um, the issues that we might have internally by, by, by doing external things. So, so true. And so, and they're, they're, they're two different, they're two different worlds. And so um, we think, okay, if we solve this issue of, you know, money this way, I can solve it the same way in terms of how I'm feeling and it never ever will ever. So
0: (laughs) that sounds like you've uh, tried.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Again, this goes back to just testing and experiencing and seeing what, 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 what's, what's working, you know, in, in my life. And I think, um, now we get into this whole notion of work-life balance, which is a complete, um, illusion. Mm -hmm. Um, and you mentioned, I think, what did you say? 168 hours. Yep. So like, so I would call that external balance right and that has to do with time so we all have the same amount of time so now how are we using our time mm-hmm. right so how are we what are the choices that we're making using our time and so most you know you know business owners all, and even entrepreneurs that i talk to they figure out how to best carve out their time with work with personal time and family and they slice and dice their calendar and they get it just right and all that kind of stuff. But, and so they, they, they maybe have now perfectly dealt with time in terms of how much they're spending to grow different areas of their life and business and family. But then internally they're depressed, they're tired. Um, maybe they're dealing with fear. Um, you know, maybe they're dealing with anxiety, lack of confidence, whatever those. So to me, now we're getting into the internal balance. Mm-hmm. And that is, those are your emotions. Those are the, those are feelings of how you're feeling as a human being. And those are completely different than what's happening with dealing with time. Right. So then, and now we're getting into our psychology. We're getting into our mental health. We're getting into how we're feeling mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And so that, that was a different game. We have to Mm -hmm. attack that differently than a calendar or time and things of that, that nature.
0: Agreed. And I like how you frame that up because the time to your point is external. You you can slice dice, you can chunk out times and optimize and systematize all that tasks that you're doing with that time. How I've always looked at this, Matt, and I'm curious what you think about this. Is uh so this might be kind of a fragmented thought, but I'm I'm trying it out. So you can bear with me. So it's like I I have a an enormous desire to just I need to I need to control my thoughts, man. Like my thoughts are just like I mean Why? back to. Because like, I've experienced through my life is like when they're running rampant or it's either defaulting more towards negative or more towards fear or more towards anxiety or whatever the hell it is, it's like, it's not feeling good. It's not feeling the quench of the thirst that you mentioned with the water. And so for me, I want to have, when I say control, it might be too much of a, rigid word cuz like i cuz i you and i have talked about my meditation practice that i've had now for 3 years and it's you know it's just trying to get centered maybe but like really like in that 168 hours the way i think about this man is like you have different chunks of activities whether it's business personal whatever or multiple types inside of activities inside the business but i have one brain that's going in between all those things throughout that 168 hours so if i'm a total crazy person inside of all those roles that I'm playing and all those tasks, none of it's going to be enjoyable. And regardless of how much money I have in my bank account. So it's like really trying to get centered and center myself and tie it to striving for the fullest potential to enjoy the experience along the way. So it's really to your, how another way of putting it is like, I want to feel, and I was mentioning this earlier that I had a thought on, is like when I feel that quench of thirst, when that alignment is when I've got a goal that's worthy that's not just ego or materialistic based. And then I'm doing the work to experience that come to fruition. And I feel alignment. So it's not complete, but it's alignment of the doing the right things for the right reasons along the way and knowing that the progress is about satisfactory. And that then then clears up my mind going, these are the different things that I'm doing. And then all is for a reason. It's And then I can be more present when I'm doing that. And again, that's just like, I don't know if there's any kind of validity in any of that, but like um, that's where I was talking about the, the mind and making sure like how that works inside of the integration of life and personal life and work and everything.
1: Yeah. I just, I, d- again, my experience has been uh, you can't control the,
0: <laughs> that's why I, I i knew you i knew you were gonna I,
1: and you Dana can let them go you can let them you can let him. you can let them <laughs> go <laughs> you can't you can't control them and and um as fast as one came another one's gonna be right there you know waiting it's really okay. where can you put your your attention and and give attention to where they're still there but if you're not giving it attention. They're gonna just kind of just chill for a bit, right? And right. Okay. okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you for thank you for giving me a little bit of a life preserver on this one, it's because because I agree with you. I, I agree with you. That's why I definitely chose the wrong word, which is so. Now with that little bit of grace that you gave me is, I don't want like per. and I'm truly speaking only from my own personal perspective right now. Is I don't want the whiplash of a, the emotional roller coaster with all the thoughts that are swooping in and out of my head. So it's more of like the peace knowing that there's going to be thoughts coming in and out and all these different experiences, but it's going to be some sort of like ability to manage the, the delayed effect yeah, of reaction. And, and I
1: think that that's, that's the key, right? Because I, I'll, you know, I'll use the 80, 20 rule. I think it's, it, you know, and, and I'm not giving exact percentages. I'm just going to, you know, the 80, 20 rule. Right. Yep. And so to me, it's, um, is 80% of the time I'm, I'm good. And cause that there's going to be that 20% where something happens and I'm not on my game and my, my, my mind is taken over and it's doing this, it's doing that. It's, it's created this scenario. It created that scenario and it's telling me this story and, you know, uh, but do I have the means to, okay, come back to self, come back, you know, to, you know, home or "Quote unquote reality," and then understand: okay, is that real or not? And and most of the time, it wasn't.
0: What are some of the tools that you use to help you think through? Yeah, so
1: I think you know meditation is a big one. But I think I think through the the meditative practice. To me, the biggest thing is being able to connect with my breath. In any scenario, at in any moment, at any time, and again, that takes an awareness and it takes practice. Because I think we talked about this before, like your mind, you know, is, is, is either in the past or the, or in the future. And it's, and again, it's looking to solve problems or, you know, look to do something right. And, but our breath is present. And that's to me where I want to be. I want to be, I want to be present and I want to be still to then use my mind as a great tool that it is. Right. Yeah, and that. so that to me is the experience that I want to have as a human being is to use this amazing tool that I have for doing some great things in my, in my, in my life. Um, and so, um, and I think that to me is, can I, how do I being able to get rooted back to self? And I think mm-hmm. what happens is once the mind takes over and we keep going and going, we don't have that means to get back. It 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 gets challenging. And, and How I does think that impact? I think that's the biggest drama that we see being played out. You know, with people across
0: the world. It's just reactive behavior left and right, right? I mean, it's yeah just... because
1: then the further we are away from self, from our own humanity, we can then justify uh, a war. We can justify killing somebody. Not. You know somebody you know i mean we do read in the news someone killed somebody like they there's the further way we are from our own humanity we can justify mm-hmm. yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna do that i'm gonna take someone else's life which is completely anti-human mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um yeah i think you know i think that's that's great and i think um
0: How when you're getting centered, but to your humanity, which is so funny. I, I I was kind of putting my mind in the in the in the mindset in the mind of the listener, and if someone's getting anxiety or a pit in their stomach about sitting and just thinking about your breath. That's the bucking that Matt was talking about. Yes. yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. I don't want to do that because I have shit to do. No, no, no. Yeah, this, That's exactly why you should. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. That's you hit the nail on the head. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Huberman's work. Um, oh, I
0: have consumed he, way too much of his but, stuff.
1: Well, he's got a, he, and I, I don't know, I'm going to, I'm saying him because it's it's where I had seen it and I've actually put it into, into practice is there just a simple breathing technique that you can do that really just can kind of level the playing field of what's happening in your, in your, in your psyche. And it was, it's two breaths in and one big breath out. So you're like inhaling twice through your nose and then just exhaling out and just so it's like you can just do it before walking into a meeting or just before, or maybe if you're in the middle of something challenging again, having the presence to do it is, 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 mm-hmm. you know, it's the big thing, but just.
0: It's so ridiculous and, because of how and it
1: just yeah,
0: how, how simple it is, man. Yeah. And like, I remember for whatever it's worth, man, I remember four years ago when someone was telling me this and I was just like, sure. And I was just in my head going, yeah, yeah. bullshit. And like, and so, I was so, so skeptical. And then here I am three years later meditating every morning. And yeah. I'm like, and I'll catch myself. And, and the reason you and I are talking about this in this particular uh, point is it's the tools when it's going crazy. These are the tools that are actually at everybody's disposal. And you yeah. don't need to have any tech yeah. or anything. It's and, like and that's just stop. the thing to me
1: is the, the gateway to so many things to self is through the breath. You know, it's our life force. It's the first thing, you know, that we did when we came into this world. It's going to be the last thing that happens, you know, when we when we leave. And and it it's so powerful. But uh, and it's so simple um, that the brain it's like, come on, give me something. (laughs) Give me me something. (laughs) Yeah, give me this is too easy. Come on, give it you know, so it wants a complex problem to, to, to solve. And so, um, and that, but that's the thing, just taking the time just to connect with one breath, the, our mind just will, will buck like, no, like I can feel
0: it. Like literally as you were explaining it, I'm like, (laughs) I can feel what everybody's feeling right now. I was like, bullshit guys move on. (laughs) It's like, no, this is, this is real. And, and I think Matt, it's going back to your point. It's, you know,
1: again, it goes back to like your your desire right so i we didn't talk about this before but like i i i have this formula on how we move through life and how we transform and how we create things and and so it's a if you can picture in parentheses a plus def end of parentheses times c squared and so a is awareness which is half the battle right are we, are we aware of what we want to do? What is our mission? What is our values? What are, what do we want to create? What do we want to have in our life? What, like just awareness, just, Mm -hmm. you know, someone listening might not have had the awareness that, um, it's as simple as just connecting with your breath. Right. Um, so then it gets into D E F and D is that desire. Right. That is the 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 fuel, the passion, the thirst to push us to move towards doing something or wanting to do something. And you can call it grit. Right. Having that, you know, that that desire to really continually fire. Yes. Yeah. And we need we need that uh, as, as humans and it's within all of us. Right. Um, And then E is effort. We have to make effort. We have to be engaged in what we want to create and what we want to accomplish. We can't wait for someone to do something for us or wait for X, Y, Z to happen or any Wait, we have to be engaged. We have Mm -hmm. to make effort and take action towards the things that we want to create. The moving forward
0: thing that's human, like you were talking about. Yeah.
1: And then F is focus, right? How? you know focused are we in accomplishing and moving in this direction right so um you know if you had a goal to i have a, a a good friend of mine who loves music um and he wanted to learn to play guitar never had played guitar before i think it's now probably 5 years has been passed he's now performing in coffee shops, and uh, and this is a business owner now. You know he's you know been an executive, but he taught himself how to learn to play the guitar. He took lessons, cool. but he had the desire, the effort, and the focus. And so he put in so much time. Right? I love to play the conga drums. I got conga drums. No way! But that's awesome. I play every once in a while, so I'm just okay. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way. You know, my desire, effort, focus isn't strong to be, I want to be able to perform or record or create my own music, right? So that that desire, effort, focus is really important because that, to the degree of how strong that is, is how fast you will create and do something, Mm -hmm. right? So then if you start thinking about a business, how to align yourself with people with that same desire, effort, focus, you can start really growing exponentially Mm -hmm. and things, things of that nature. The last one that C is choice. Like this is super, super powerful. Right. At the end of the day, I still have to choose to sit down and make that effort to practice and meditate. Right. And um, I'm choosing to grow my business this way. I'm choosing this, but that those choices though are also microcosms. Just getting out of bed is a choice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. right? And every little step you take is a is a choice. Like, and so even when I hear someone say to me, "I have no choice," you know, "This is what I got to do." Well, that's your choice. There are. Mm-hmm. Now there are consequences. There's trade-offs that if you chose something else, that would have you know a much different result. You always but, have a choice. Your point. You always it's, have it. Yeah. Yes.
0: I love it, Matt. Um, did I did I derail you? you no. Or was the, no. Was that the? Oh, I think you might have just given the formula of the definition of intentional growth. <laughs> so like not, I've never had someone <laughs> respond to that question yeah. with a formula, man. <laughs>
1: But I, you know what I love about this man? Giving is, you all the secrets right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How, what, what, what do I owe you? Um, so, like, it it's uh, it
0: it's also like those choices. You'll you'll like this. I actually heard this recently that the only other, like the only other thing that's in the present
1: moment besides your breath are your choices. Because your choices now. And it's the consequence that are the ripple effect
0: that will happen in the future. So it's like very interesting, but, but in order to make that choice, the, the people have to be aware of what they want. Like you're saying in the desire and the focus and all that stuff to connect the, the here to the, to, to the future. But let's, let's move now that uh, with respect in your time to like how this applies to you as a leader and in your business, because you're not in the business of just you know, Selling yoga mats and sitting there doing nothing. I mean, there's obviously businesses to be doing that, but you're in a business and you've aligned with conscious capitalism. I, I mean, you and I immediately started talking about that because the listeners know how much I'm a big proponent of that. So, like, how does all of this manifest into you as a leader and a business owner and what you're striving for with the company and and your time?
1: Yeah, I think for for me, it's it's you know in. In building sportique, it's like, okay, how can we create the ecosystem that really would be idyllic for you know humanity to function knowing there's highs and lows and stress and challenges and things of that nature? And I think for as the company evolved, I think what really and as I've evolved, I think what's happened was how do really it starts with culture and it starts really then with values right and so um as soon as you you put two people together like they're gonna have a culture you know um and then you have family dynamics there's a culture right so you can either consciously create that or it's just going to happen because the culture is based on human behavior it's based on um how we're making choices, how we're communicating, how we're treating each other. Um, And then, you know, really it starts from the human, you know, Mm -hmm. aspect. And so when we consciously worked on the values for sportique in, you know, really the, the, the ingredients are, to me, are really what drive uh, us as humans fundamentally. They really answer and respond to uh, who who we are as as human beings. So, for example, um, one of our values is evolve, and that is really to have a growth and learning mind, learning mindset, and and also to have the humility to make mistakes as a means to grow. That that um, we understand that um, failure really are the seeds to success to really to, to to grow and when you think about us as humans uh i think one huge aspect of our experience on this planet is to learn mm-hmm. from the moment we're born to the very last breath we take learning on some level is taking place you know um it's a continual process of just learning exploring uh, experiencing and so really having this value of evolving really embracing really learning right so how are we learning how are we growing how are we getting better that one percent you know every day personally and and professionally um, and really embracing you know that that value um, another value is you know teamwork and to me the you know, we all have this notion to be free and to be independent. I think every human on some level. And and I every every new employee that um comes on as Portique, I'll go through our values and I always start with teamwork and I'll ask them, Do you want to be free? Do you want to be independent? And everyone says, you know, yes. But we are so highly dependent on other people. We're we're dependent on um family, community, you know, society. What and and whatnot. So when we were a baby, we were dependent on our family to help raise us and provide for us and things of that nature. You know, as an adult, when we go to the grocery store, we're dependent that they're going to have what we want in terms of food and sustenance. By the
0: way, you know that they they got they got got a study now studies that there's a huge not a one to one, but a correlation between anxiety of the fear of the future and someone's social network because the stronger your social network gives you more comfort that tomorrow is going to be okay. And it's like, it reduces your anxiety because you're like, I've got people around me that I can rely on.
1: Yeah. Like I feel like it's very human. Like we need to help each other. Like we just, for, for me to get where I want to go, I need help. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I, and that's, and I think that's very the same for anyone else. Like, we, we need help from, from you know, whether it's close friends to coworkers to just, just, you know, the Uber driver that gave me a ride, you know, to the airport. Like that's, you know, so we, 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 and that's, so then it's like you can get into a bigger discussion around just, okay, how are humans really treating each other? <laughs> so to me, I'm just focusing <laughs> right. on sportique and how yep. we can, you know, do, do that. And so. The biggest thing around teamwork is trust, that we really hold, you know, trust as a key component of being on a team. And what I say to everyone is give it. Just give it. Until you've learned otherwise from some experience or someone did something to you to now maybe be more on guard or to maybe not trust. I say give it. I say give it. Right. And so I think by the very notion, when you say to someone, you need to, I, you need to earn my trust, you're telling them, I don't trust you.
0: Right. And there it, could it,
1: be found reason for that, but from starting from ground zero, give it.
0: You, you know, here's a, I want to experience share for a sec. So I, uh, I learned this the really hard way is, <laughs> uh, um, so I, I have always done what you just de- described. I've always defaulted to trust first. I mean, it's like my like life is way better. I mean, I just gen- genuinely believe that. I completely echo everything you say. But it.
1: It's, it goes back to the 80-20 rule. There's going to be 20 where you get burned. Oh, well. But that, 80, but that 80 could be, be so much better.
0: 100%. percent and actually, you'll, people you'll, like you'll what I have I'm,
1: much, much better results going in that, yeah.
0: Right. And then when I like meet people, like you'd be like, how do you meet all these sweet people? I'm like, well, you missed all the crazy people I met every time to meet Matt. But, <laughs> uh, but like, but Matt, what was it? just to, to put an interesting twist to your comment is, because um, I have gotten burned like multiple times, like, and yeah, it's cost me, me emotionally, financially, and Instead of, cause I watched my dad go through this, like a front row seat, like you said, where he became like, he went from trusting and everybody taking advantage of him because he had the wrong uh, expectations of people to then being cynical. And I was like, I don't want to be that either. But what I, what I was, uh, what I learned was if you trust first, but you have a, a degree of awareness that there could be something that goes wrong. That's called courage, actually. So it's taking the courage to trust, knowing you could be bitten instead of where I will admit now that I was naive. Trust and going, verify. Yeah. And there's a reason that that phrase is very popular. Like I was like, so trustworthy and then I got bit a bunch because I didn't expect that to happen. I was like, that was my naivete playing in the fact where like, but again, to your point, it's absolutely trust. But then the courage. But did you to trust, learn from that? Oh my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you still give trust?
0: Yeah. To your point. Uh, Yeah. 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 yep, Absolutely. It's the courage to like not stop, but I'm just knowing that I could be bitten, but it's generally worth it if I'm aware that I could be and what the ramifications are.
1: Look, I mean, you not uh, navigating, you know, let's just call it business. You know, it's no different, you know, going into a a jungle where there's all kinds of bugs and animals and
0: same, same thing, right? Whatever. Like,
1: (laughs) you, you can get bit at any, at any time. So how, are, how aware are you? Have you created a good path? Have you, again, are you aligning yourself again with the, with the right people on team? And I think for Sportique what, having these values helps us through the process of bringing people on the team. Cause are, is there good alignment? Cause again, I think the challenge in growing, growing a, any business and growing the culture and if culture is important, as soon as you add one person onto the team it completely now changes the dynamic Everything. so did you change it for the better or not and the mm-hmm. goal is yeah we want to change it for the for the better that that addition is going to bring something new and amazing to the to the team and the company because of what that person can can bring
0: so when you are a big, and I know what we'll be wrapping up here in a couple minutes, is like the Conscious Capitalism book. I mean, I came across it like five years ago. Listeners probably get sick of me talking about it, but I love it because it was one of those things where I, I was trying to reconcile the doing good and making money. And then I read that book and I was like, oh, this embodies all of it. So like, where did Conscious Capitalism insert its way into your journey and how have you embraced it and how does well, it fit for you?
1: Yeah. So for me, I was not already i came across came across conscious capitalism 2016 17 and so we were maybe 18 we were already doing a lot of these things i already was operating this way so what conscious capitalism helped validate a number of things um and it helped maybe direct a couple of you know things like for example one of our values is is around integrity and it's really one of the essences of that is is really how are we creating win-win scenarios for our stakeholders and so um in conscious capitalism stakeholder integration is super is important And ex- i think they actually use the same phrase win 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 right when did the um, sixth
0: power or fifth power or something like that isn't it because there's like the they kind of kind of label the fact that there are six major stakeholders I'm, i don't i'm not an expert well in it, but-
1: i honestly i think anything that touches your ecosystem and the business as a stakeholder. So I think the, the, the very impactful ones are, you know, your employees, your customers, and then supply chain partners or vendors to maybe owners, investors. But then look, I look at FedEx as a stakeholder, you know, they're a big part of getting our products to, you know, to, to people. Um, so I'm not engaged with them, you know, mm-hmm. on a day to day basis. But but without um, our, them, your but people are. we went through a big um, process last, end of last year around our rates, and so again, win win. We weren't winning. We were not getting the rates that we should have been got. We should have been receiving. Now we are, mm-hmm. and we're going to continue to work with you know with you know with FedEx. So, and I think that's to me a part of it. Like if I've always say if the company's winning the team should be the team should be winning and I think um I think one thing when it comes to me around around people and profit is people should be growing at minimum at the same plane as profits right not mm. not putting profits first before you know people and if understanding that people are the engine it's people that are making the decisions um, moving the company you know forward that they should be on the same plane as profits if not more and I think when you what you see more so probably with publicly traded companies is stock price before people mm-hmm. and if you can if they can figure out how to at least have people on the same plane as the stock price. I think it could be, you know, that would change the equation dramatically for those businesses. Well, and, not, and I think a lot of them do, but I think that becomes sometimes the short term driving force to do something with the stock price, which will have long term negative effects.
0: Totally. And that's kind of goes back to our, our overarching point of what's the goal behind this. And it's, you know, the long term goal is not, I mean, those short term decisions have a negative impact in the long term ripple effect. And so like, when you think about the conscious capitalism lens and all the mindfulness in the business of life that we've been talking about, like where would this manifest in like a decision that you've come across where because of this lens, it was an easier, obvious decision for you where it might not have been, if you had not had this kind of awareness or kind of value. What do you mean? Like a trade off of like how to, ha- how to handle a situation. In the business, with a vendor, or with an employee, or customer, or supplier, like we're like because of everything we've talked about for the last hour, you're approaching this in a, a, the problem in a certain way compared to what you. I don't. Maybe maybe I'm stretching here for for a question, but I was thinking if if you had not had the lens and everything that we've talked about, how you might see yourself acting, just in kind of a default experience. Or default mode?
1: related to conscious capitalism or related to
0: just just the, the, the everything in the business of life of like the mindset the self awareness the stability the kind of that feeling of um contentness and i mean conscious so if capitalism you
1: didn't like, have that what would happen like what, what would be like I,
0: a tr- like how a decision would be different you know if you have this wow, mindset i mean uh or is it so abundant i don't even know if I want
1: to go there because i don't even <laughs> want, i don't even know if I want to put energy towards you, know, you don't want to think about what Matt would be like in at. the other. <laughs> no, because I want to think about what Matt wants to continually to move forward to and get better at. Okay, I'll, I'll pull um, that one. I'll pull
0: that thread instead. So- We're, why don't you describe it? <laughs> let's. Why don't you describe that to us? Like, what does that picture look like that you're striving for?
1: Continuous improvement uh, as a as a person, me personally uh, and professionally, um, and then aligning that with the business too that that everyone i i you know i i uh was asked a question um which might answer this one the other day of what's the priority of the of the business right now mm. like what's you know and my my answer was the priority is for uh continuous improvement for people to really people within sportique to really strive to be Getting better, uh, you know, personally and professionally by that one percent. And I feel like if if people are doing that and they're aligned with you know our our values, then everything else will start will fall into to place. Whether it's sales, whether it's marketing, whether it's product development, whether it's creative, whether it's operations and accounting and being more efficient with our capacity and quality control and things. Those all tie into a person getting better uh at their craft and i think if we're are focusing on and having a priority on people getting better and people are owning and wanting to do that too for themselves then great things are gonna gonna you know take you know take place
0: it's um, uh i i amen i i love it and i uh, that i think the last chapter of conscious capital, capitalism talks about how people that are doing those types of things their companies like what 10x <laughs> the other companies anyways so at the end of the day like you said the profits actually take care of themselves because you're taking care of the right things
1: well i mean it was a big thing that helped like i think values are really important and 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 they because again it goes back to behavior goes back to how we communicate and how we make decisions um, I can't stress that enough because again, if you look at the business of your life, what are your values? Because that'll help shape how you're making choices, decisions, who do you want to spend time with, who you don't want to spend time with? What look, there's like there's a menu of a gazillion things that we as humans can be doing on this planet, but we only have 168 whatever hours in that in that week. What are we what are we doing? So having a compass that can direct us, you know, of where we want to go is really important and values is a big, is a big part of it. And I'll give you an example of how this really played out for sportique with, with, uh, during the pandemic is when it happened is when anything really happens big or small, I really like, okay, how do I, can I address this from our values? And so, uh, another value that we have, we have six, So the other value, another value is can do, really having a can do, you know, attitude. And for me, um, having a can do attitude is about continuous movement that we continue to move. Um, And um, and really uh, so when when the pandemic happened, uh, we asked ourselves that question, what can we do? And well, one of the things was we can we can be mindful. Uh, we can stay uh, connected to ourselves, to our friends, to our family, our coworkers, to our customers, and I think staying connected was very really important at that at, during no that kidding. time, right? Yeah. To stay and just stay in touch, just have a conversation and touch base with with um, you know people. Um, we can and part of being mindful was also just being smart with making sure we stay healthy, that, you know, we we don't do anything crazy where we might get ourselves sick or someone else, you know, uh, sick. Um, then we said we can make cool, comfortable clothes because we can. Um, <laughs> <love> and, <laughs> and then we said, you know, we can give back. And so from that, it sparked us to create a a t T-shirt that said, together we win. We launched it on our site and and marketed marketed it and we had a hundred percent all the proceeds went to frontline healthcare workers uh relief in in air in Arizona and that was something that we could do and I think that really helped us continue to move, right? Cause I feel like everyone, especially in the first two, four weeks of the pandemic, were like paralyzed. Paralyzed. And so for us I think it was really important to move, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but, you know, Sportique's logo is the buffalo. And there's an amazing fact about the buffalo, and that is when the buffalo, when a storm comes, the buffalo runs into the storm. Right. And so all the other animals, the deers, the cows, the horses, the wolves, they run away from the storm. And just the genius and wisdom behind running into the storm is you get to the other side faster. You get to clear, (laughs) clear blue guys, you know, faster. And so there really, that was kind of a mindset that we have. We're going to, we're going to face this head on. We're going to go into this, into the storm. um, And we're going to, you know, stay connected to our clients. You know, okay. We're not doing, we're, the, the goal right now isn't to have uh to do transactions it's just really to be relational and just to be there as a human to who we work with um you know on a on a regular on a regular basis and so it was really about maybe we were sharing recipes you know yeah. my business partner was you know had a a friend who uh, uh a client who you know, was, You know, had, you know, young kids just like him. They were sharing, you know, recipes, how to do this, how to do that and things of things of, you know, that nature. And it became very human, you know, to to do that. But the Buffalo analogy is super important because um, in business and in the business of our life, which is our own personal life, we will face problems, plain and simple. And the faster that we can face them head on, the faster we'll get to the other side. Otherwise, those problems will chase us the rest of our, uh, our life until we address them. Oh, and it's just, that, that is
0: just, I, I mean, what a great way to <laughs> probably end the, end this conversation. And it's so funny because I have in my notes right here, what's the deal behind the buffalo? And you, <laughs> you answered it for me. Like How the hell did you figure that out, by the way? Like, I love the metaphor, but, well, the metaphor and the real, like all everything you said, but how did you figure that out and gravitate towards it?
1: Well, I always knew that was a fact about the Buffalo. How, but oh, but I really, never knew that. Like, how the hell did you figure it out? I didn't know like, that when we had it as the the logo. I didn't know that until Oh, until really? Later. You had the logo me, first? Yeah, we had the logo first. But <laughs> That's the awesome. whole story behind the logo <laughs> to begin with was just, you know, it's we, I, we See it as a symbol of courage. And we were starting this company and it takes a lot of courage to, to do that, you know. And I just think it has a lot to, to do anything big in your life, you know, whether it's just stopping to connect with your breath, which I will say takes a tremendous amount of, probably courage. more
0: work than any other mechanical yeah. thing. Was- <laughs> so,
1: so to me that, you know, that Buffalo really, you know, was a great symbol. It's rooted in Americana. Um and you know, that's what we were really looking to do is just, you know, be a really, you know, modern American comfortwear, you know, company is which is, you know, what we are. And so we, you know, we really liked what the Buffalo stood for. And then learning later that this is <laughs> so fact, awesome. Oh, was was amazing. The other fact which I did know when we launched the company is the Buffalo can run like sixty miles an hour and turn ninety degrees on a dime. What? And yeah, you can look that one up. Up to. <laughs> I feel like so I'm telling my kids so after to school me, right? now, So, is so is to awesome. me, that that's just like you know that is so critical. Like when you're starting a business to be able to run, but then pivot and turn. And we've had to do that many many going 60 miles an hour too yeah
0: (laughs) as as a freight train of a buffalo just (laughs) oh that is so awesome i think i might title the the pod or the podcast it might
1: be 45 40 miles an hour i might have exaggerated the 60s we we can well it's more than me but i will say they can run really fast and they can turn you know really, oh really God. fast.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. I'm just like, I think I might title the podcast, the business of life, live like a Buffalo and not tell anybody why that is until the last, <laughs> the last part of the podcast. Uh, Matt, this has been, I don't know if my my getting a little blurry. Um, Matt, this has been just such a joy, my friend. I could, uh, I could sit here and rally with you for hours, but, <laughs> uh, we can't, we got to go back to the business of business for a little bit. Um, what uh, two final questions for you is uh, the first one? I don't know if you want to answer it. Like I already gave you the answer, but the definition of intentional because of the name of the show, and I love to hear people's thoughts on it. Um, you can go ahead and Ooh. rip out your equation if you want again. But um, what are your thoughts?
1: So yeah, I think it has to do with focus. Yeah, I I have uh up up in our office we have a, a saying. It says your focus determines your reality, and I think Ooh. I think Ooh. that. Is where i would go with that answer yeah
0: i love it um last question is uh, if people want to follow you find sportique wh- what's the best way to get in touch with you
1: yeah you can check us out at sportique.com s-p-o-r-t-i-q-e.com there's no u after the q you can follow us on instagram on uh, at sportique um i'm on linkedin at you know matt altman um yeah and uh we're we're just really getting warmed up. I mean, we've been in business 17 years, but I feel like there's some really great, exciting things ahead of what we're going to do as a, as a company um, to really help people be comfortable.
0: Matt, I, I got to say too, as my last comment is so many times I can, like more than 50% of the times I hear how you just were like, what could be said is I've been doing this for 17 years. And it's just tired versus we're just getting warmed up because of, I I think, I think that this whole conversation shows like how that one statement could be said in two different ways based on your mindset. And I think you just summed it up very well, my friend. So I can't thank you enough for the time.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Really enjoyed the conversation.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Matt and I, um, I loved it. And you know, so many times in this show, this show, of this uh, podcast has been a vehicle and an outlet for me to learn about finance, learn about valuations, learn about ESADs, private equity, strategic planning, you name it. But the conversation that Matt and I were having, I think is really what it's all foundational. We have to enjoy what we're doing and we have to be progressing as humans and we have to give ourselves as entrepreneurs and leaders, tools and resources to get back to baseline, enjoy ourselves, and strive for the profit that Matt's talking about other than the business, the the relationships, the sound mind, the happiness, the impact. Um, my one uh takeaway honestly would be is like i am so grateful for the the habits that i've formed but like specifically meditation has changed my life for the last 3 years so uh, i've been doing transit on meditation so tm.org or otherwise um sam harris's uh the uh, it's not the calm app i can't remember what his is is um the waking up app but i would just try you know, I had so much anxiety for years and years where it's just do, 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 ang- ang- or action, action, action. And I thought that was the outlet to keep things going. But now, you know, my friend Rob Dubay from Image One, do nothing and meditate. And that is the one of the best ways to get us grounded. And I truly believe that we can show up and be better leaders. We can have better conversations and it's absolutely fundamental in order for us to clarify what do we want from the business in our life? If we can't clarify that, how in God's name are our employees or our vendors or, you know, investors supposed to get on board if we're not clear on where the hell are we going and why? And then we can come up with a financial outcome and the target valuation that'll accomplish what we want. So put some thought behind what you want. Start a meditation practice. Sit down for five minutes. I dare you and do nothing. So thanks everybody for tuning in. And I have a wonderful podcast next week with uh, Sindhu. She is going to be talking about how she came over from India by, by uh, financing a ba- uh, a plane ticket, coming over, becoming top of her class of Wharton, then going in and crushing it in Silicon Valley, quitting her job to then buying a company and becoming an acquisition entrepreneur after going through Walker Diable's podcast or uh, acquisition lab. But again, it's not even the mechanics. It's about why she did what she did and what's driving her that I'll think you, that I think you'll find interesting. So have a good week and I will see you next week.